Hello, world, and thanks for listening in to Episode 7 of the Everything and Nothing Podcast. Christy Brownlow, and I can't wait to chat with my brother-in-arms, Pierre Boynton. How are you, sir? I'm doing real good, real good, sis. How you doing? I am good. I'm good. You know, we are brothers and sisters in Greek life. Absolutely. (laughs) But we also share a passion for travel, and that's why I'm so happy to have you as a special guest, because I have a travel segment called Fly, Rise, and Shine, and when I started thinking about different people I could talk to regarding travel opportunities and adventures and just seeing life from the sense of traveling, I thought about you. And so I'm so glad that you joined me. Well, I'm thankful for the invite. Very thankful. And like you said, traveling is definitely something that I love. Love. Yes. I see all your pictures. So (laughs) all right. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Same, 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 same. Mm-hmm. Okay, so so let's get into it. So you're in the military, and first of all, thank you for your service. No, thank you. Thank you for that. Appreciate it. Yes. And I would imagine that being in the military helps you see the world, but I, when I think about that, even people who travel internationally for work or otherwise, they don't necessarily always maximize their opportunities abroad. <laughs> that, that, is, that is very true. <laughs> And um, for whatever reason, I mean, I have had people say multiple reasons as to why they they do not leave the immediate area and just like, look, you in Europe, go mm-hmm. um, explore, see something new, get lost, get lost, um, get lost. I, I love it. I love it. I love going somewhere, get lost. And as long as I'm back for formation, I'm good. Right. <laughs> all right. All right. Now. Yeah. Just be back at your appointed time. Right. <laughs> Exactly. So, so, so what is it about travel that you love so much? Mm. What I have found out is that the more I travel, the more I find out about me, if that makes sense. It does. And what I mean by that is like, even foods. I mean, I had certain foods that I'm like, nah, I would never try that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Guess what? I have tried it. You've tried um, it. People interacting with people. I'm a people person. So just seeing the various um, nationalities that I have being able to come across and the different people has really shown me things about myself. You know, mm-hmm. they got certain customs and I'm like, wow, I actually like that. So just the more I travel, the more I find out about me. The more you find your way back to yourself. Exactly. Absolutely. Yeah. How has COVID clamped down on your travel adventures or plans or has it? Well, I'm going to tell you, it has, it has definitely impacted a, a lot. Being in Europe, I love to travel outside of Germany. Mm-hmm. But with COVID, depending on where we are with COVID, um, sometimes they restrict you only to the city within a certain distance, as long as it's not work-related, right? Right. But since COVID, it has made me appreciate Germany even more, especially the Stuttgart, where I'm currently staying. Mm-hmm. Um, just traveling around and being like, wow, this was here. I know if COVID wasn't a thing... I would be out elsewhere. Oh, probably. I see what you're saying. So your immediate area that you probably wouldn't have necessarily toured because you'd be too busy traveling elsewhere. Right. Now you're kind of like discovering new things there. Right. Because I got to get out the house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know that's right. Yeah, we cannot. <laughs> we 
we people like us cannot stay in the house. Uh, I cannot do it. I, I, you know, you may get one full day, but that's about it. That's as far yeah, as yeah, yeah. I, I, I hear you on that because I'll sit in the house for a day, and I don't care if I go outside just and <laughs> sit in the grass. I'm like, I've got I to get out of here. Right. I need that fresh air. I need it. Yeah. Got to have fresh air. So what is the best place that you have visited? Ooh, that's a that's a loaded question. There, there has to be um, Amsterdam, was a very phenomenal place that I, that I love. And also Rome. <gasps> yes, um, indeed. Yes, indeed. I'll say yes yeah, to Rome. Mm-hmm. I love Rome because you know, a lot of things you read about, especially if you grew up in church, yeah. And to get to kind of see it in person, to kind of get that feel like, mm, what was it back then? Mm-hmm. Rome did that. And then I got to go to, um, you know, I actually got an opportunity to see the Pope on a Sunday. No, you did um, not. You know, yes. And I was just like, wow, you know, so those type of things. Wow. Those experiences, going to the tomb of the Popes and different things like that, you know, I can say I experienced that. That's amazing. And I've always wanted to go to Amsterdam. Now, my dog has been to Amsterdam. By the way, (laughs) she is munching right now in front of me, listeners. So if you all hear anything, that would be her. Just act like you don't hear her. Just keep it moving. But but she when she came from the United States over to the United Arab Emirates, she had a layover in Amsterdam and the plane lost her paperwork. And so she stayed in the animal lounge at the um, (laughs) Amsterdam airport for a day and a half. Really? Yeah. Enjoying the good life. Just okay. enjoy. I was like, really? They have an animal lounge and they had people taking good <laughs> care of her and the whole nine. And I was like, how is it that my dog has been to Amsterdam and I've never been there? <laughs> right, right. Yeah. Amsterdam was just, it was phenomenal. You know, the best part about Amsterdam that I do remember, well, I went there for school. So okay. I went there because one of my residencies, that was about my very last one. And um, after five o'clock or whatever, I, I had an opportunity to travel around the city. Mm. They had a spot that had the best Italian food ever. Okay, stop, like, stop. Do you remember the name of it? Oh, uh, no, I do not. The only thing I know is that I went there at least two or three times. Do you know where <laughs> it's located? Yes. It's located not too far away from the Hilton. And I know it's probably like two or three Hiltons that I remember. Okay. We're going to need to discuss this offline because I'm (laughs) obsessed with Italian food. I love Italian food. That's my favorite. That is my favorite. Mine too. So yes, we will have to uh, discuss this. Okay. Most definitely. (laughs) Yes. And you'll have to GPS it too. (laughs) You know, I I maybe can, I think I can do that. I might. Okay. That works. That works. Okay. So now this, this might get you, what is the most underrated place that you visited? I would have to say Stuttgart, right here where I'm standing in Stuttgart. And why do I say that? Even though everybody has always told me, hey, you stay in Stuttgart, it's good. For me, Stuttgart wasn't as known as it should be. Mm-hmm. And I say that because there's so much culture here in Stuttgart. I mean, you can do anything from, if you're into agriculture, you mm-hmm. got it. If you're into the city life, you got it. If you like a person like myself, I love a museum, mm-hmm. you got it. And you got that industry here because both the Porsche Museum and the Mercedes Museum is here. Instagram. Yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. This is the first, like, now, I mean, it's something that just come to a country and you see 
a cab that's a Mercedes. Mm-hmm. And it's common. It's not mm-hmm. like you get, you know, it's common. A cab is a Mercedes. You may even see a dump truck as a Mercedes, mm-hmm. right? And you're like, okay, like I'm sitting better, like that's a Mercedes. But then you understand Mercedes from the from the industrial perspective. Correct. Where you look at it as luxury in America, here's mm-hmm. like an everyday car. Right. Okay. No, that's that's a good word. Yeah, so like that, I would say actually where I stay at is totally. I, you know, I was like, mm, okay, I'm in Stuttgart. Nice, got them all. But then again, COVID uh, made me appreciate the immediate area. Mm-hmm. And I think that's good advice for people who, even if you can't travel abroad, if you can't travel at all, just to get out of the house and experience something beyond the four walls, because COVID has kind of allowed us to do that. Kind of forced yeah, us to do that. Yeah, forced us to do that. Yeah. I mean, it was either learn Stuttgart or just fall out somewhere. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to choose to learn Stuttgart. I'm going to choose to learn. Yeah. I'm going to choose to learn. So, like, I got my favorite walking spots. I got running spots, mm-hmm. things like that. I got my favorite, um, you know, my little restaurants that I like to go to. And I'm I'm known in there. Like, hey, hey, you know. Yeah, right. Like, cheers. <laughs> it's Pierre. That's right. Pierre. And, you know, we sit down and some on local owners that I actually sit down and they have a meal with me, you know, mm-hmm. just off of personality. So, yeah. Okay. Well, talk to me about the most overrated. To me, the mm-hmm. most overrated spot, and I can definitely say this one was Santorini. <gasps> Are you I serious? Think, That's on my list. I love, and the don't, you know, the sunset, all that, you know, everything was was as described. But I was like okay, so people pay this much for what? Or people come, like, it's a thing, right? Okay. To me, it's other areas. Like, I enjoyed Athens more so than the Santorini. I enjoyed other islands on the, you know, there. Because I love, like, again, I love, it. you know, the culture, I love the people. Right. Um, but just as a place, to me, Santorini was totally overrated. Do you feel like, Santorini is too touristy? Do you feel like once you've seen the bright, one bright house, you've seen them all? I mean, what is it? Because you mentioned Athens, and I know Athens is just huge on history. Yes, and see, Athens had, Athens to me was was a gold mine for me because history again. But when I went to Santorini, Santorini has a, has a lot of great history too. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you just tour, you know, you get on some of the tours, you get on some of the boats and just travel to the, I think they got the, the red beach, the black beach, white beach, you mm-hmm. know, so they have all of that there. If you're a beach person, Santorini by far, and the water sites are just beautiful. Okay. But I've noticed that it was just particular areas where pictures are taken. Oh. And I'm like, okay, so you got this, and I see where the pictures are taken, but. And then about the, the rest, rest of it. Right. I uh, I mean, to travel around that, that little island, they, you know, you probably get like a fee. They give you a fee for like maybe $50 a day, 50 euro a day. Oh, my gosh. Not bad. Because mm-hmm. I just, I mean, I tore it up. I was all over. You know, I think mm-hmm. I circled that island at least four or five times mm-hmm. of just driving and getting lost. So it, it was a very good experience. I enjoyed the experience. But to me, it was just way overrated than what I was, than what I had anticipated. What you were expecting. Yeah. Okay. Well, no, that's, that's good to know. Okay. So you mentioned food earlier at the top. What role do you think that food plays in your travels? Do you, when you're researching, because I'm pretty sure you research where you're going and stuff like that. So do you 
think about or research where some of the restaurants are? Or do you just kind of fall into places when you get there? I love to be spontaneous. I don't like to like do all that research as far as food and all that. Mm-hmm. Because it's so many spots that are not known. And those experiences be some of the best. Yeah, um, that's to true. Me, to me, food, okay, you got food. And of course, you want your food to be cooked and seasoned and all that. But it's about the experience that that I would say the locals or the, those owners give you when you sit down. Again, I went to Amsterdam. And the reason why that restaurant, I think the food tasted so good. Not only was the food good in itself, the, the customer service was just on point. Right. I mean, they was happy to have you. Yeah. Um, they, you know, trying to get to know you as much as they can without making you feel uncomfortable. And I was like, wow. And you could taste it in the food. Mm-hmm. You could taste, you could taste mm-hmm. personality. You could taste that in the food. And it was just, it was just the, all three times that I went, three or four times that I went, it was just a great experience. Well, you know, I feel you on that. Just thinking about my love for Italian and pizza in particular. I did a, um, I yes did a self-guided pizza tour a few years back. And I traveled solo to all these different places in America where they're known to have really good pizza. And I stopped and met the locals and just enjoyed myself, you know, visiting all these new places. And so it was about the pizza, but it was so much more about the experience than anything. Absolutely. And you learn too that different cultures have a different how do I want to say a different scale of hospitality? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, and if you don't mm-hmm. really know that culture, you, you can mm-hmm. either be offended. Mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. And I, I got to be careful on how I say it because of where I stay at. But you can be offended if you don't do your research on this why they do what they do, why they do what they do, or why they act the way they act. Right. Because you can think, you know, especially being black, you could be, oh man, they, they really don't like black people. Mm-hmm, no, they, but it's not even about that. Right. It's no, it's nowhere near you. You are totally off the mark if you, and you're judging that wrong mm-hmm. because they treat everybody like that, regardless of their nationality. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So you have to have that, that IQ to, to, to kind of, to kind of navigate it, to know what you're looking at when you, when you're dealing with people. And just read up on the culture. That's it. P- point blank. You can really read it. A lot of people even go in it, you know, go as far as to do research, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so it's, it's, it's there. Um, yeah, and that, it's and, definitely there. Yeah, and see, and that, that goes back to my, my answer earlier when you asked me about traveling, all about me, because it has given me a lens to see the world versus my, my personal bias, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. I know when I went to, have you been to Brooklyn? Yes, my grandmother stayed in East Amherst, East Amherst Queens. All right now, all right. Well, my favorite, favorite pizza joint is Grimaldi, the original Grimaldi Mm. restaurant under the Brooklyn Bridge. Mm -hmm. And I'll never forget that experience. The pizza was amazing. I mean, amazing. But the way everything flowed there just straight out of, I felt like Frank Sinatra was just going to resurrect. <laughs> it was just... <laughs> it was that real, right? <laughs> it was that real. And I was like, are we serious? Right? I mean, everything that was just going down. I mean, I could do a whole nother podcast just on one that, that one situation. <laughs> but it was that experience of being there, of being around Italians who, you know, created this restaurant, family-run restaurant. They didn't accept credit cards, cash only. They're making the pizza right in front of you. And the way they talk to you, I mean, it's New York, it's Brooklyn. 
it was the experience. And so it, it all goes back to that. And I think that's what makes the food taste even better. I know it sounds crazy, but. Nah, you, you know what? It sounds crazy if a person is not well-traveled. Yeah. But for but but when you when you get it, yeah, you get <laughs> somebody it. can make that statement and you'd be like, oh, I understand exactly mm-hmm. where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like when you wash your car and your car drives better. Thank you. And you'd be like, <laughs> like, like somebody got under the hood. You'd be like, no, this thing actually, you know, look at the way it turned. You know? <laughs> so I, I get it. Yeah. What'd you say? Look at how it turned. Yeah, look at how it turned. My baby doing doing all kind of cool. Like, you know I mean? <laughs> that- <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Okay, can you describe a crazy travel experience you've had? A crazy, yes, yes. So, going to London, I was in, I was in London, which has happened to be one of my favorite cities, mm-hmm. and I had a four or five hour wait before my plane. Okay. Well, I know <laughs> London, right? So you go down to the very bottom of Hawthorne and you get on the train and you can go wherever you want to go. Because, you know, I know London. You know London. So I, I was like, you know, my bags are already through. Only thing I have to do is worry about myself. Mm-hmm. Nobody told me that the train was going to take so long to get back. Uh, uh-oh, uh-oh. uh-oh. <laughs> so I missed my, my flight, you know, I end up having to um, book a room overnight. Which I mind and I did not mind all at the same time. My biggest concern was where are my bags? Yeah. So um, I had to wait, I think, almost all day for them to get my bags. They're like, yeah, you need to come back in about two or three hours. We'll have your bags over in this area. So I had to come back, get my bags, and then just, you know, wait overnight and catch the flight the next Mm -hmm. next It's like a good problem to have. That was a great problem to have. I mean, I just called into work. Hey, I'm... I'm not going to show back up to work. I'm hey, right I'm in London. I'm stuck. Right, the, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was crazy to me because it, I got there, I think, an hour prior. Mm-hmm. And the man told me, he said, if you would have came 10 to 15 minutes earlier, you would have actually been able to get on the plane. Oh, man. So I missed my plane by 10 to 15 minutes because why? I know London. You know London. <laughs> yeah. But you really yeah, yeah, knew I it after London. that experience. Right. You know, I, I know how to get around, right? And yeah, yeah. To me. I'm like, you know how to get around, but you don't know how long it takes to get back. Right, right. <laughs> I mean, timing was off. That's one. And I think I had a, I had an experience in Greece. Hmm. It was in Greece. And what part of Greece was, was Rome? I was in Rome again. Walking. Because you get, when you get there, you do not really want to get on too much of the transportation. Mm-hmm. You want to kind of walk. And that was, you know, pre-COVID. Okay. So you want to walk and interact with with anybody, and I think I walked around the the Coliseum maybe three or four times before I realized I was lost. Yes, <laughs> that was that was yes, quite the experience. I was tired when I got in the room, and yeah, needed water. <laughs> You're like, I think I've seen this part of the Coliseum yeah, before. Like, that, right, I'm like, big as this Coliseum is, I you know how am I getting lost? So yes. That is hilarious. So I'm just thinking, I've had several crazy travel experiences as well. Uh oh. Um, I'm just going to probably mention one, maybe two. So, (laughs) so did you ever see the movie Taken? Yes, I think it, yes, Taken is with the fighting. Where they, they, well, the first Taken, they uh, kidnapped the girl from the Paris airport. Right, right. Okay. 
So I hadn't seen the movie at all. And my first international trip solo was to Paris. And when I was getting ready to go, I had so many people ask me, Christy, have you seen the movie Taken? And I'm like, "Mm mm-mm. And I don't really pay attention to what, (laughs) when people are like asking me questions, I'm just kind of, you know, I'm internalizing it, but I'm not putting too much stock into it. So nobody would tell me what the movie was about. They just asked me if I've seen it. And I think one person suggested that I watch it. And I was like, what? Anybody got time to be watching this movie? I'm trying to pack. I'm trying to, you know. So I get there and there's this nice brother standing there in a suit waiting for me to get off. I don't know him from a can of paint, but he acts like he knows me and he's trying to help me navigate around the airport. And I was like, no, no, because, you know, I call myself being smart. <laughs> I'm, I'm a woman traveling alone. So I'm like, mm, no, I, I'm good. I can, I, I have some things I need to do in the airport. You know, I needed to exchange my money and just all these different things. And so I was like, no, I'm good. And he just kept standing there and he was like, no, I'll wait for you. And I was like, no, you don't understand. I don't know you. I don't want you to wait for me. And he was like, I work for the taxi people. Like, I'll wait for you. It's no problem. And I was like, okay, whatever. So, but he was dressed, like dressed, dressed, like he was going to church. Mm. So I go ahead and not take care of my business and then give him my bags and stuff. Well, we're on the, say the second floor in the Paris airport. And he goes Mm. down to the garage and Mm. I'm like, where are we going? Cause I'm thinking I'm going to go outside straight outside but no we go down to the garage and as I'm walking with him and he's got my bags he goes to this taxi which is a Mercedes and another guy gets out and at that point I just decided to use my whatever you want to call it my linguistic skills my personality and I was like I was like what 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 do y'all got going on here what is it what is this and they were just both looking at me like, what do you mean, ma'am? And I was like, who? I thought you were the taxi driver, the guy in the suit. Why is somebody else jumping out of the car? What kind of game are y'all running? And they were like, this is not a game. This is the taxi service. This is what we do. Like somebody's upstairs to collect the passengers. And then they escort the passengers here to the taxi. And I was like, uh-uh. So they said, we promise you, this is what we do. Here's our card. You know, they gave, gave me their business card, whatever. So at this point, I'm riding in the back seat with the taxi driver. He's taking me to my hotel. And the whole time I was like, I'm going to talk his ear off because if his point was to try to kidnap me, it's not going to work out. He's going to call in some reinforcements. He's going to call his friends and say, we don't want her. (laughs) So let me ask you this question, though. Let me ask you this question. Yes. What color was the taxi? I want to say it was silver. And the reason why I asked that, because it's funny you mentioned that. Yellow cab, no problem. But if you get any other color than a yellow cab, especially in Paris, mm-hmm. that's like a luxury cab. So where you may pay 10 or 15 to get to wherever you're going, mm-hmm. you end up paying, like I paid, 40. And I oh, look. Oh, Okay. So that's why I asked that question because they do have that service. Mm-hmm. Um, they got it in UK. They got, and you have to know. No, I want the yellow cab. Gotcha. Like, I want the okay. basic cab. That's a good travel you, tip. 
Yeah, because if you get those different colors, oh my God, they would get you. And I mean, now trust me, I was like, okay, I'm riding, I'm riding smooth. Mm-hmm. That was my second time, so I knew the price comparison. I'm like, that's going to be about fifteen, maybe twenty, you know, because of traffic. Yeah, no, that's a good tip. See, I didn't, I didn't realize that. I was too busy trying to stay alive because I didn't know right. what happened. <laughs> <laughs> and so when it all, right, right, when it all netted out, I mean, they were cool. They gave me their card. I called them when I was going back to the airport. They came and picked me up. It was all like you said. It was a luxury experience. So um, I didn't realize that's what I was paying for. But when I got home, when I got back to the U.S., somehow <laughs> I happened upon that movie, Take It, and I watched it. And I was like, oh, snap. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Mm, mm, and maybe mm. I should have watched it before because there's just certain <laughs> things. You think that you are astute and you think that you're you know, on your game but there's just certain things that you don't really think about. And so Absolutely. I think international travel causes you to be a little bit more astute than and, you were before. Absolutely. And then like the biggest thing, because I know when you say Paris, my, like Paris and certain places, my, my antennas go up. And the mm-hmm. other part about Paris is pickpocketing. Oh, oh my gosh. Do not be out there flossing. They were like, horrible. They would, they would walk up on you or they would try to say, I mean, I'm like, dude, get away from me. Because, you know, my military instinct kicked in. You, you, you're within arm distance. Now we're going to have a problem. We're about to have a fight out here. Yeah, it's going to be a situation. Uh, mm-hmm. It's about to be a situation real quick. Mm-hmm. And when they realized that, they kind of like, you know, they went their separate ways. But they would try to pickpocket. I mean, you go out there, you have to really know customs. Yeah. Put stuff up front. Don't put stuff in your back pocket and just different things. Even your book bag. Like I had a book bag. My backpacker with me, I put it to the front. I do you know? that too. I wear everything to the front. That's the best thing. Everything to the front. Mm-hmm. Even my bag, every, everything is, you won't get me. So <laughs> <laughs> I will not be a statistic. No way. No way. <laughs> and I have seen them. So when you were saying that, I said, Lord, don't tell me that I pick pack. Um, Boy, I was like, oh my gosh, that was dumb, Christy. I mean, like they were cool. They turned out to be cool. But had I had it to do over again, I would not have just willingly given my stuff to that brother and gone downstairs with him to this other car that somebody I don't know, you know, that kind of thing. So um, let me ask you a question. What if you would have seen the movie first? There's no way I would have done that. <laughs> there's no way I would have done that. I right, would have said, no, right, thank right. you. I would have picked my own cab. <laughs> I would have controlled the, yeah, I would have controlled the narrative. I felt yeah. like I lost control of the narrative. And after I mm. did that, it worked. It worked out in my favor. I'm still here, but right, right. in the yep. end, I was like, "Okay, yeah, no, be smarter. You gotta be smarter." <laughs> yeah, not that was a, that was no bueno. So, right. mm-hmm. so you just mentioned the other story I was gonna tell, but I'll save that for the next time because I have a feeling we're probably gonna do another travel. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah, we we could do now. This is something we could talk about. Yeah, we can talk about travel. My yeah. other story has to do with getting stuck in Iceland in Reykjavik. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. That so got, yeah, I got that, that'll be pot that'll be 2.0. Okay, 2.0, yeah. I guess that'll be 2.0, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, but you mentioned a few seconds ago about the customs. Yes. And it made me think what we were talking about earlier about learning from people, learning about different types of people, the diversity of people when you travel internationally and their cultures. So what is 
maybe I'm not, I know you have many, but what is one culture that you can think about that you have learned a lot from in your travels? Mm. It would it would be between, as you say, Paris, mm -hmm. the French culture, and also Italy, mm. the Italian culture. I love the Italian culture, mm -hmm. just by far. That's like because I'm always thinking about the ro the Romance languages, mm -hmm. but to see what I have read in literature and to see it in practice now mm -hmm. in the people, just the way that they deal with each other, to see the way that a lot of people that's in France, to see that how the men really cater to women. Yes. They cater to women. And it's it's like, it's a thing. It's a thing to do it. It's a thing to, to do that. You want to be mm -hmm. seen catering to a woman. That's not something that's common in most cultures. Right. The I noticed Italian, that as well when I was there. Yes, they cater to women. But it goes to their history too, because it was something else that I read in the history books. And I'm thinking it was so... I'm like, this is so, this is so far-fetched, but to see it in practice, like I said, mm -hmm. you get around the locals and just look at them, just look at what they do. Mm -hmm. And that's Public something Public displays that's, of you know, affection and just the whole nine. Right. I'm like, this is really, this is, this is nice. Mm -hmm. So it, it allowed me to have something in my tool bag. Mm -hmm. And the Italians, their expression, as you mentioned in the food. Yeah. I mean, if you want to really get into the culture, that food and just to talk about certain certain topics with them and stuff, their passion, it, they show it in their food. They show it in their food. Mm -hmm. And I was there and I witnessed that. Mm -hmm. Yes. And they are some of the friendliest, yes, most family-oriented, passionate yes. people. I know when I went, I met so many people that I still keep in touch with. And when I went, I went through Northern Italy and I stayed at Airbnbs and all of the hosts I still keep in touch with. They are just, so, who does that? I mean, you don't, if you stay in an Airbnb, you're not really keeping in touch with, <laughs> with the hosts. Right, but right. the Italian, oh my gosh, the hosts there and just the people in general are just amazing to me. Absolutely. And, it, mm -hmm. and it, like I said, that creates the, because I love to go to um, Italy. I think from here, one of my favorite spots is Lake Como. Oh, don't and, get me started. I love um, me some Lake Como. I already said at least once a year, I say even when I go back to the States, once COVID is, is past us, I'm going to always visit Italy at least once a year. And Lake Como is going to be my spot. From That's there, the I can spot. Go I need a, at least a day or two at Lake Como. Yes. Yeah, yeah, that is the spot. I love Lake Como. Just the view. I mean, the last time I got on it, you know, you you'd have thought I was uh, a celebrity the way I was up in that um <laughs> that little boat. And I realized once I got my little got my little bill that I was not a celebrity. But um, <laughs> what'd you say? You're you're not George Clooney. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, wait a minute, you know. But um, <laughs> you're like, where does George live? He's in one of these villas. One of these villas, yeah. Because I was like, man, but I mean, the experience was just. Priceless. It's something. It's something that if I could do it all over again, I would. Oh know? yeah, I loved it. It was just so peaceful. Then I said, "Man, this is this is where it's at." And again, like you said, the Airbnb and and being able to just live and experience culture as the locals. Mm -hmm. Why not? Why not? Okay. So, what have you learned about yourself from traveling? Good question. 
One thing I had to learn real quick is that, um, or one thing that I do know, I am open. Mm-hmm. And I had to let my guard down to be able to really let that in as far as the cultures and stuff. Mm-hmm. Because you go with a lot of, I don't eat this, I don't do this. Mm-hmm. That's not for me. And you you keep doing that, you're going to miss your whole, your whole day. You'll miss out? You'll miss out the whole day if you, what you don't do. How about let's do what you've you not are, done before? You have not done before. You're right. And I had to get out of that. So it taught me that I do have biases, but to get out, uh, get outside of myself so I can experience something new. Mm-hmm. And when I have dropped my guard and just, you know, got my hands dirty, I think one, one time it was, you was doing something with pottery and I like, that ain't, that ain't me. I ain't, I ain't. <laughs> and I got out there and guess what? I had one of the best times. You had a blast. I had a blast and I'm like, wow. And it really didn't cost nothing. I mean, the lady was friendly and it was something that they do. Because mm-hmm. you're like, you know, this is a cult. This is something that my family's been doing. So things like that just, it just opened me up. It let me know, get, experience it, do it. Yeah, I love that. I love that. I know when I had, back to the Paris thing, but when I had gone, I went in a, a store, like a little boutique on the Champs-Élysées. And the lady asked me where my friends were. And I said, no, I'm here by myself. And she was like, are you from the United States? Because I guess my accent. And I said, yes. And she was like, I'm, I'm in awe. And this was the lady who worked in the boutique. And oh, I was like, why? I, it just didn't occur to me that it was a thing. And she said, I could never do that. I could never go to the United States where I don't know anyone I don't really speak the language <laughs> and navigate. And I didn't really, it didn't really dawn on me. And then when I got on the plane going back home, there was this older man, this businessman, he seemed like he had, you know, everything together. And for some reason, we just struck up a conversation. And when he found out that I had gone by myself, he said, you know what, you are brave. I would never do that. And it was amazing to hear that coming from him because I would assume someone of his stature that he would do a lot of things by himself, you know, but he was like, no, no, <laughs> I, I couldn't do that. There's a lot of things that I can do that I'm confident in myself to do, but what you've just done by, you know, traveling all the way to the other ends of the world <laughs> by yourself and to stay for a long time and to not know anybody, that's pretty brave. And I guess that's what it taught me about myself. I didn't realize how brave I am until I started traveling internationally. And you know what, it's funny to hear you say that because I get, I get that same, that same look. Uh, first of all, where's the wife? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. You cannot possibly be by yourself. Right, right, you cannot, you sitting here doing what? I mean, you know, cause if I'm gonna go out to eat, if I'm gonna have a four or five course meal, I'm supposed to be with somebody and then I'm, right. I'm not from that area, you know what I'm saying? So. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, where's the wife? You know, are you what, what would she have to drink? Uh, <laughs> You're like, I don't know, I don't know. What will she have? Do you see somebody I don't see? Right, <laughs> and they're floored with that. They're like, huh? You hear you hear this restaurant by yourself? Mm-hmm. I'm, like, I'm, I'm at peace, I'm good, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's my thing. Culture, like when I you, you keep talking about prayers, and I'm oh my god, the food I had it was I forgot the name of the restaurant. Um, it wasn't in the city. It was a little bit on the outskirts of Paris. Okay. But it was like a five course meal. And again, 
culture because you you have to know how to eat with your silverware. Yes, <laughs> you know, yes. It's certain type, and I keep telling people, people like, oh man, you you bougie. I'm like, nah, I ain't no, bougie. it's but just it, a next level situation. Right. When you got five course meal, you're not gonna you're like you looking around. You better know how to eat with what piece of yeah. silverware. That's a part of the culture. That's right. It's not bougie. It's the culture. So yeah, it might be know. bougie where we're from because we don't right. always eat five course meals like that, but. If you put yourself in that situation, then yeah, you rise to the occasion. Right. Thank you. You know, I like that. Exactly. Exactly. You rise to the occasion. Rise so. to the occasion. Mm -hmm. it, made, it made it worthwhile. Well, I, you know what? We could talk forever and That's I can't good. wait for part two. I've already in my mind invited you. you to 2.0. <laughs> I'm here. I'm, all, I'm already accepting. So I have a, a segment called the last word. So before we close out, so do you have any travel tips? Now you yes. mentioned that you mentioned the good one about the cab. That's a good travel tip about the color of the cab. That's one. The next travel tip that I would tell anybody is to be prepared to travel like the locals. Do not go somewhere and you where you have to always be in a car. Sometimes the hop on and hop off buses are very good. Mm -hmm. As well as when you go to places like a London or a Paris know how to navigate with the train system it's more oh common. yes you know it's more common like for a person that's from like a new york or somebody that travels with the train system but from a person like maybe from a paso you know what i mean that that doesn't use a train system like that mm -hmm. travel like the locals yeah. i would say travel like you will save money and you enjoy the places a lot more I love that. And I'm going to add, I'm going to add to that to, as you are doing like the locals shop and eat off the beaten path. So Ooh, I like that. don't necessarily go to the markets where all the tourists go make nice with somebody who's a local who can take you off the beaten track or off the beaten path. So you can go get all of these things where they actually make them. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. I, in I, I the uh, the local markets, that's where you want to be. Absolutely. And that's the culture. That's the culture. That's the culture. That's what's up. Well, I have loved, loved this conversation. <laughs> you Yes. And, I, and I'm so honored and thankful that you invited me. Please, 2.0, I have already accepted the offer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody, you heard it here first. He's accepted. So be expecting. Yes. Be expecting yes. another podcast on travel. Fly, rise, and shine with Pierre Boynton. Yes. Yes. Thank you for having me, sis. You are welcome. All right. Well, that does it for episode seven of Everything and Nothing. Thanks again for listening, everyone. For the latest updates on the podcast, be sure to follow me on Instagram at underscore everything nothing podcast. I'll see you next time. Peace and blessings.